is Shamika Smith, and I serve as the executive director and founder of the Brotherhood of Excellence Academy. We're on a mission of ending fatherless generations by preparing males for empowerment, entrepreneurship, enrollment, enlistment, and employment. Thank you so much for tuning into our broadcast, Teaching Boys and Raising Sons. We hope that you walk away with a leadership nugget, a word of wisdom, or something that you can use to help you on your journey, whether you are teaching boys or you are raising sons. For more information about our organization, visit our website at www.brotherhoodofexcellenceacademy.org. Again, that's www.brotherhoodofexcellenceacademy.org. Enjoy the podcast. executive director and founder of the Brotherhood Exes Academy and I've asked my board members to come and share why they choose to be a board member with our organization. So this is Tanisha Campbell Cole and she serves as our treasurer. So Tanisha, tell us why you chose to be a board member. I chose to be a board member of the Brotherhood of Excellence Academy because I, I think this organization is absolutely amazing. It's necessary. It's needed. Um, we don't have enough opportunities for our young men of color to be engaged and enriched and empowered. And as a mother of three sons, I just, you know, learning about the organization, knowing the founder, Shamika, and all of the passion she has for this work, I said, sign me up. I want to be involved because I think we need to have people who are focusing their energies, efforts, skills on helping to enrich and empower young men of color. It's so necessary in society today. There's not enough of it. And I just think that this is an amazing organization. I'm ready for my sons to be involved in it from start to finish. And if that's how I feel, then I know that I want to be a part of it because I know that there will be great work done in this organization and it will be here for decades and decades and decades to come. We are just getting started. And I'm just so excited that there's a platform for us to engage in this discussion around ending fatherless generations. Thank you so much, Tanisha. Thank you so much. And again, I remember um, Tanisha and I used to work together at Full Disclosure. And I remember I was in her office and I said, oh, would you consider? <laughs> just just kind of let me know. No pressure. Just kind of let me know. And and she has done a phenomenal job and, and really um, helping me with my, my area of weakness. And so I, I do appreciate that. And thank you so much for being part of the board. Absolutely, Shamika. And I remember that day too. And you were like, would you, would I consider? 
when do I when can I start (laughs) it's been a wonderful journey from the start and I'm just I I feel privileged to be a part of this organization and be a part of this group of change makers I feel like we are making a big big change and will be continuing to make a change in the lives of young men and giving them an avenue to really explore themselves and feel confident in who they are as people, but then also give them the opportunity to have models um, to see what they can be. So it's a privilege. It's an absolute privilege. I'm happy to be here. I'll be here as long as you will keep me. (laughs) Thank you, Tanisha. Let me switch gears. So um, you do have our boys. So what kind of conversations do you have with your sons regarding treatment of the opposite sex? Ah, oh, yes, 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 yes. So uh, this is the one area where I feel like I am the expert in the house. (laughs) So, um, you know, it it boils down to very small things. And I, I feel like it starts very early. So this is not something that um, you know, we've waited until their school age to talk about, you know, when it comes to treating people as human beings, that's, that's where we started. Um, you know, so even, you know, as toddlers and, you know, as, as you're learning the, you know, the, 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 how to navigate playtime and friends and neighbors, um, those are the initial steps to, helping any child, you know, learn how to treat others. So that that's really where it started. It started as we all are human beings. Um, we all are good people. We want to be good to other people. And that that's really the baseline of, of how we should behave regardless of where we are. And so we started that from very, very young. It's just like we, we treat people right and if they don't treat us right then you come on back and let your parents know and then we can help you navigate the next steps right so it it start it started it starts like that um and really just the baseline of being a good person and, and treating people well you know as they got older and you know definitely into the elementary school age where they were in more of mixed groups there was you know more opportunity to engage with you know girls boys etc um you know there there's always you know incidents or conversations that happen and i think you know the one great thing i could say about our family is you know the boys come home and they're ready to unleash everything that happened in their day. They they don't keep anything to themselves. Um, and like I said, and they also have one another. So, you know, there'll be instances where they'll, you know, come home and they'll be sharing about something that happened in that particular day. And we use those opportunities as the teachable moments. So, you know, oh, okay, well, oh, Johnny did that? Oh, well, if that was you, what would you have done? You know, to really kind of dig into 
do they see that as a problem first, you know, before I, you know, uh, impede on my opinion, let me just see where their head is at first, right? Um, and to my, you know, surprise, and I guess I shouldn't be surprised, um, but I'm always pleasantly surprised to hear that they, they have a very strong moral compass. And it really is just based on treating other people right. Um, so when it comes to, you know, females and girls, um, they, they really fall in line with that, that premise. And I think that they, they have a great model in their dad um, and the other men that they're around, whether it's family members or um, even just coaches. And, you know, we, we've involved them a lot in sports. So they've had a number of male role models, um, their dad being the main one, of course, but also family members um, and, and being able to see how they engage with women, um, you know, recognizing that, you know, they open doors. So, you know, when it comes to me, um, you know, the one thing I love about having boys in the house, you know, I never lift a bag. I never open a door, <laughs> <You know? laughs> and the, and these are just things that that are just automatic. Like they they automatically pick up on what should be done, and and, and you know I I we our family is from the south, so there there are some just things that we've outlined that are just things that gentlemen do, um, you know, and so they they've been raised in that way, that there are just some things that gentlemen do. Um, you know, I don't pump gas if I'm, you know, in the car with, with all, of the, all of the boys. And now we've gotten my oldest son to the point where if I'm driving you somewhere, you getting out and pumping the gas, right? So, you know, there, there are little things, but really just having those conversations about, um, about girls um, and about the fact that you, you, and especially this is more so with my oldest son, my younger two, they're still very little. So, um, you know, we haven't had to have as many dialogue about girls, but like you said, and like I said earlier, they're always in the background kind of, you know, they're, they're listening, they're learning from their older brother. Um, so we've had incidents where, you know, there have been challenges with girls or, um, you know, he's been involved with a friend who's had a problem with a girl and He's gotten pulled into circumstances and situations. And we really take each of those situations as an opportunity to have more dialogue around how you treat people. Um, a lot of the dialogue has been around how do you remove yourself from a situation that could be, uh, you know, more challenging along the line. So, you know, really recognizing where um, maybe a friend is not that great of a friend, male or female, um, or, okay, that group of friends might not be the best, you know, group of friends for you to spend the most time with. So really gearing it around those kind of conversations um, has really been the majority of, of what I've been able to, to instill when it comes to, you know, uh, the opposite sex and 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 being a good a good man and and a good young person, um, I'm I'm not ready for the girlfriends and and all of that. You know, I've had instances with my oldest son because he is you know he is an athlete. Quick funny story, um, you know he he plays football, and I just happened to you know be we were there for the game, and out of nowhere I heard like a whole cheering squad behind me like 
go number 11 go and my son is number 11 right and so i'm looking back like now now who is this group yelling about group of you know, young ladies over here yelling about my son right so i just kind of let that go friends you know that cheer them on we're all here to support the kick the kicker was um i i was taking a trip to the concession stand and happened to see a young lady with the number 11 on her cheek right and she had this big old poster board that you know had a big number 11 and then had a couple of other numbers around it as well and so i i, I couldn't help myself i had to stop i had to stop and talk to this young lady <laughs> So I, I stopped and I said, hey, you have my, my son's number on your cheek. You know, what, what's up with that? <laughs> oh <my laughs> because, you know, this is not my daughter. This is not my child, you know, so I, I want to still be respectful. But at the same time, why do you have my son's number on your cheek, little girl? That's what I really wanted to say. <laughs> 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 and so she said, he's my best friend i love him i'm gonna be here for every game to support him and he is just so awesome and she was just you know biggest cheering squad and so you know i i took that and you know i took it with a grain of salt and said okay you know from from back in my time when you had your number on the cheek that meant that you were like in a relationship you know um but she said something very different i i'm i I believe her. When she told me her name, I do I do recall hearing her. You know, he talked to her on the phone. She was one of the friends. So, you know, kind of left it at that. She was very polite. Oh, you're his mom. I'm so happy to meet you. He's great. You know, all of that. Um, so, you know, I, I always try to uh, be open and, you know, uh, leave that open door for, you know, especially my oldest son, because he, you know, he he is older now he's in high school so this is this is the time where you know girls become so 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 much more important um so i try to leave the door open for conversation and dialogue um and questions and you know he'll come to me sometimes and he'll say why do girls do this or why do they act like that or you know girls are so complicated you know all of these things and you know i i teeter because sometimes i i want to know well what what makes them complicated what you know what's the situation because there are times where i feel like i'm i'm the advocate for the young ladies in some respects but i also want to make sure that you know i'm also empowering him to you know be mindful of the company that he keeps even when it comes to the young ladies because i think that's just as important as his guy friends um so really having that dialogue to kind of tease out what is actually going on and you know give him that female perspective well you know she's actually not complicated she might be asking you extra questions because maybe you're not giving her a straight answer you know so being able to really kind of share that female perspective i feel like that's kind of my department um and you know uh it, i think it'll just be even more interesting as you know my younger two get older my my middle son is now in the sixth grade so you know I'm I'm assuming that these conversations are going to begin to ramp up a bit 
Um, but, you know, I love the fact that they have one another because there was one day that um, my, my middle son came home and he said, I have a girl question, but I actually want to ask Tay-Tay about it first, which is my oldest son. I want to ask him about it first. And I said, okay, well, you know, I'm here and I'm a girl. So, you know, you could talk to me too, but it's okay if you want to talk to him first. And, you know, he ended up coming home, talking to his brother. And then I got the scoop later on, like his brother had to be the first, you know, the first uh, line of, of advice. And then, you know, mom and dad are kind of like we're secondary because I guess we're old and we don't know everything. I don't know. <laughs> so, you know, I do love the fact that they they do have that relationship where they feel like they can, you know, talk to one another as well. Um, and, you know. Uh, have an additional level of, of judgment and um, and concern. And, you know, I think that those things just bring them a little bit closer to as they're getting older. So it's it's a very interesting dynamic when it comes to the the, the girls. So we're we're still navigating that. We're we're not we're just tipping on the tip of the iceberg when it comes to that at this point, I think. <laughs> I, I, I love that. <laughs> I, it yeah, I, you can see the spectrum. You can see the mm -hmm. preparation for the world with girls are still nice. With we treat everyone, you know, we treat everyone with respect, and you know, the whole people mm -hmm. treat others as you want to be treated. I, I love that. I love that. Smith, and I hope that you have had the opportunity to enjoy our broadcast. I hope that you've walked away with nuggets of wisdom, leadership components, and things that you could implement, whether it be in your family or whether it be in your learning environment or your teaching environment or whatever the case may be. Our hope and our prayers that you walked away with something that you that is very tangible that you can use immediately. If you have enjoyed this broadcast, take a moment and share it with others so that we can continue to spread the word of how we are utilizing the component of empowerment through our broadcast, teaching boys and raising sons, so that others can be empowered as we all walk in this thing called life together. Also, if you are looking to donate to an organization, please consider us. We are a 501c3 organization, and so all donations are tax deductible. Once again, if you are looking for an opportunity to give in order for us to continue this broadcast, visit our website, also listed below, but also take a moment to just donate or, or share or let individuals know of the great work that we're doing under our, our under our broadcast, Teaching Boys and Raising Sons. We are again are so honored and privileged that you have taken time out of your day. We know we are all busy. And we, so we are so excited that you have taken time out of your day to come and learn a leadership nugget, a word of wisdom, or something that we hope that will encourage you on your journey. Once again, I am Shamika Smith. I serve as the executive director and founder of the Brotherhood of Excess Academy. Again, visit our website located at the bottom of your screen, and we look forward to seeing you next time. Take care.